up the podcast about video games and beer i'm ben i'm here with adel hey and lucy hello hey Hi. how are you lucy you good i'm good excellent surprisingly <laughs> good <laughs> uh adel oh he's, he's got up he's on his way he can still hear me adel how are you you have to shout because you're letting the cat out. He's, he's got the or thumbs in. up or out Sorry, or he's he's forgot. Good. i don't want to bother the housemates with the door slightly open the cat's been yelling Fair. I'm good, the cat's back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you do that. We're going to drink some beers. We're going to talk about some video games. Lucy, I'm going to start with you. Are you drinking mm. this week? What you got? What you yeah, starting I with? I, I am starting with, and also be finishing with, but um, <laughs> I'm starting with a beer from Weird Beard. Um, I will go for this one. Where is it? There it is. Um, it's called Night in Sour Armor, and mm. it is a sour black IPA, 6.4%. Um, it's brewed in collaboration with TriPoint. Mm. I'm not sure who they are. Um, oof. As we all know, because I've had their beer several times on here, um, they put a lot of... Uh, flavour text on their beers, so I'll read a shortened version. Um, basically, they love black IPAs, yep. and um, they brewed it with, yeah, TriPoint Brewery. Not sure where they are, but um, maybe somebody can consult the Googles. Uh, let me read this. We brought together all the things we love about the style, with a complex malt bill, uh, including rye, wheat, chocolate, Black, just black, and crystal. Okay. Um, this was mashed as usual, then left around 40 hours to sour for an interesting twist on the style. So, um, it's got Simcoe in it, Sriracha Ace. Yeah, so that's interesting. So they've got Simcoe and Sriracha Ace in it. Mm. So nice. this will be strange. It will be a. I don't think I've ever. I've had a sour IPA. Mm. Um, I think we all have, but I've never had a sour black IPA. Yeah, I don't think I have either. So, that's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll see what that's like. Um, um, when you said about uh, TriPoint, I just had a quick mm. look, and, uh, and they have a website, but they're a nomadic okay. brewery. Uh, I'm just trying to find out kind of where they're... Obviously, they're a nomadic brewery, so they go about, but whether they are based somewhere as such, mm. um, whether they try and find collaborations around about, um, you know, a certain area, but I don't think I can find anything. Um, their site basically says Triport, Tripoint Brew Co. as a concept came about through a mutual love of modern European brewing by longtime friends um, Pierrick and Luke. Pierrick and Luke met during their time working for Brewdog, and after many long summers at the beer festival scene in trips across Europe, the initial sparks an idea reformed brewery taking in very best of French, Belgian, and British beer culture and traditions in making something greater than the sum of its parts. It goes on and tells you a little bit about uh, both of them as well. 
Uh, but yeah, I've not heard of I've not heard of them before, so it'd be yeah. interesting to see interesting. Um, what they're bringing to it. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know whether that's going to be easy or not for you to kind of pick out, Lucy. Have you had many weird beard sours or even sour IPAs or black this, like, they they do IPAs all from them, kinds like. of yeah, yeah they do all kinds of concoctions, but never a um, sour black IPA. I've had. Definitely had sours from them and black IPAs from them, but mm. none the two shall merge. But um, it, it's so weird just cracking open the bottle and it, having that like sourness, like when you pop over, pop open the uh, cap, um, yeah. because they're still bottling weird beard, which is cool. Um, maybe not cool for the environment, but cool for me. Hey, because I recycled. collect their bottle caps. No, not that is continuously very true. forever. No, I just throw them in the landfill in our garden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At the back, I hope, not the front. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, depends which is overflowing first. Um, but yeah, just just cracking it open, having that sour, like tartness, and then just it just pouring out as a completely dark beer that looks nice. like very much like a stout slash porter. Good. But um, yeah, just smelling the bottle now, you can definitely get in those. Dark and malty uh, notes now. Bit of chocolate, dark chocolate. So, Ooh, oh, see what this is like. Good, Adol. Yeah. What are you cracking into? Uh, I've got the Gone by Lunchtime uh, collaboration between Utopian and Yeasty Boys. Ooh. So it's a, uh, it's a three point eight percent. Um. Thing, uh, lager. <laughs> Thing, <laughs> sorry, beverage I'm, of some so, kind. <clears throat> so British malt meets New Zealand hops create the luxurious Czech ten degree style lager. We use an uber traditional triple decoration mash and a long boil to make the hundred percent pilsner malt base sing. And then throughout the rule book and had some fun with the hop additions of the supremely smooth and fruity Waiiti hop variety. The resulting beer is balanced, bold, and incredibly easy drinking. Um, yeah, so... A hoppy lager, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, gotta gotta figure out what the fuck that is. (laughs) Yep. Have you had anything from Utopian before? I haven't. Okay. Have you? No, no, again, um, as with with Tripoint, I don't think I've heard of Utopian uh, Brewery. Um... No, I don't think I have. That, can I have a look at the can? Uh, no. Yeah. It looks like something familiar, but no, I don't think it's utopian. I'm is thinking it backwards of... for you? Nah. No. That is... What? Mirrors Go are on. strange things. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Lights and how it bends and refracts and reflects. Well, this is how just... things record, isn't it? So people can see what the people It's light, Ben. See. I was trying to be more right. existential. This is just the somewhere podcast, some you know? asshole. I let it shine off the... my head towards you, just so you like, I hide a little. <laughs> um, right, I am going to crack open a beer that Lucy very kindly brought down um, for me. I think I have had it on the podcast before. Lucy said a few weeks ago that she wasn't going to drink for a week because this is the only thing she had in. But it is day a steady rolling man. It's the canned Ooh. version, which I haven't had for a long time. The last time I had it was on tap in bottles and books because they get it in quite uh, regularly to have yeah. it on tap 
but for those of you who don't know, but come on, you absolutely do. Day uh, City Royal Man is pale out five point two percent. I will read what's on the back. Um, Steady Rolling Man, our pale ale, inspired by the ridiculously tasty hoppy beers we fell for. We got brewing our own versions, over and over again, while listening to the blues greats. The heady concoction of old-time blues records and juicy American hops transfixed us from the start, and the Steady Rolling Man was born in these sessions. Incredibly soft and delicate with intense tropical hop, uh, sorry, intense tropical fruit hop aromatics saturation. This is our vision of the perfect pale ale. I think that's probably true for a lot of people as well, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's kind of perfect. No? It's it's the one, it, it, you know, Desert Island beer. Yeah. Um, sure. This one has been... Um, is it What does CO stand for? I mean, it's a, it's a date in the past, in, in the, the third... Hand on? Hand on, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder what bottles have if they do have a bottle. Probably just B O <laughs> body O. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this was on the third of the third um, of January. Yeah. And uh, Daya say that you should drink it within three months. Goes out of date or well. best before the third of <laughs> April. Um, it doesn't really last three hours me. usually. So <laughs> the only reason that it lasted that long is because I didn't drink the whole of January. Yes, so, that's very yeah. true. Yes, mm. um, let's get cracking into these, Lucy. Mm. How is the uh, how's the Wibbit Club? There's a lot going on, a lot, a lot, a lot. But it's a lot that I like. Um, mm. Certainly, at the very start of the taste, it definitely leans more into the sour. You're getting, you know, a bit of sourness. A bit. Of, it's not overwhelmingly sour because obviously they want to marry the sourness with you know the hoppiness that you get from an IPA and mm. you know the maltiness and smoothness from a stout so it's not overwhelmingly tart at the, at the start but you're definitely getting that getting a lightness at the very beginning yeah straight off the bat it's like oh you're drinking a sour your brain's like oh mm. yeah I'm drinking a sour and then you're getting a little bit of hoppiness, and then I guess that you, you, you're starting to taste like fruity notes, which I'm getting, getting guessing is from the Simcoe. And then after quite a long time, long, you know, well, in terms of taste terms, it's like a few seconds, it's like you start to taste that chocolate, that molten. Your brain starts like, is this a now a porter and it's <laughs> so you know it's going going through the gauntlet with this but it's i mean some people might find this confused and muddled and i i, I would completely respect that and understand yeah. that but for me it's just a it, it, i mean the name's on the bottle it's a weird beard it's like this is a weird beer right yeah and i appreciate that because even though it's, you know it's got so much thrown into it and you're getting that like I can taste the sriracha ace as well, like a bit of lemongrass, mm. which is mixed in at the end with the dark malts, which is weird. So, uh oh, she's gone. 
the weird beard beer has exploded her. That's suboptimal. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Sorry, you started swiping, but as I came back, it put me off. But um, yeah, it's there's a lot going on, but it's a lot that I actually like and appreciate. So mm-hmm. it's a weird experiment, and it yeah. it works. Good. Um, yeah, everything's Excellent. everything's pleasant about it. It's not like oh, this is a very puckeringly tart sour. That's a bit overwhelming. Or oh, the malts, the dark malts are not coming through enough. Where it's just mm. like it just feels a bit like lackluster in that sense. It's like no, everything showcases is showcased and like comes to the forefront at some point in the taste. Yep. So you are getting That's all good. those different um, flavors. But it, yeah, it's really light. Um, I mean, looking at it, it is very. It, it looks like a stout. Um, yeah. And stouts are very smooth, but um, it's it's more portery rather than like full on imperial stout. You're not getting you're getting more maltiness rather than just all chocolate. Um, right. From those uh, nice dark malts. So yeah, it's really good. Good. I'm very impressed good. what they've managed mm. to do here. Uh, Adol, you've got a collaboration beer as well. How's that? Yeah. Uh, and, and again, a, a sort of not quite a. Um, not quite new styles being smashed together, but something slightly different, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's like, what if we did a hoppy lager, I suppose? Um, <laughs> it has almost no nose. Um, hmm. It just smells like a very clean lager. Slight crispiness. Mm-hmm. Looks like lager. Well, that's refreshing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like a clear as day yeah yeah mm. lovely um that's super interesting it starts <laughs> like a lager it's got the mouthfeel of a lager um taste is a little bit lagery and then those hops come quite quickly um, did it say which hops they were? It did not. Oh yeah, it was the Y-E-E-T New Zealand Fruity Hop variety. Um, it's a little dank. Mm. Um, not too citrusy. Not really what I expect from my lagers. Dankiness. Hmm. It's, um, it's real interesting. Yeah. The finish is like, much more like like a well-hopped pale ale. You have not as much maltiness, maybe, but you just have this sort of lingering hoppiness, and then it's uh, it's outpacing any sort of normal lager finish, which, again, is usually quite light. Um, it's got an almost light berryness in somewhere in the middle of that sort of Dank yeah. bitter. That's um, from the hops. Yeah, yeah. presumably. Um, I really like it, but it's yeah. very strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take some while to process it. Yeah, so mm. I'm either going to be taking a lot of short sips to try and f- figure it out, or yeah. it's going to be gone in 50 seconds. Mm. <laughs> um, 
I said that because I didn't want to get in copyright problems. <laughs> Nick Cage is going to burst through the door. Yeah. yeah. Like my best movie. I do. Oh, it's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll take a picture. Yes. yes, you do that. I'll talk about my beer while you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Unless you have any further thoughts. I imagine you're moving on. You're taking a photo. Uh, steady rolling, man. I mean, we have talked about this beer before. Uh, it's it's What I forget is that it's got such a light nose. And it's actually mm. quite, a, uh, quite a delicate nose. But you get everything in there still. You're getting a lot of sort of sweet fruits, a lot of tropical fruits on that nose. Mm-hmm. And then in the in the flavour it's just it's just lovely yeah just <laughs> there's really not much Everything. more to say about it like, I mean no and it's, I don't think we do usually it's like yeah it's, it's perfect <laughs> move on <laughs> with, with, with a day yeah. I normally find and especially with this that everything kind of happens at once you don't have that you know that rolling sort of flavour profile where mm. something moves into something else it moves into something else this just kind of gives you everything, and everything is balanced really, really well. Um, and it lasts as well. It's yeah. such a long finish to it. And it retains everything still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Nothing fades too quickly. Nothing uh, overpowers anything else. It just all moves through very, very nicely. You've got a little bit of sweeter tropical fruit in there, a little bit of citrus going on. A slight, yeah. a slight bitterness in there as well. And it all kind of just moves and chugs along really nicely. Yeah. Uh, and one of the joys as well is it, it's a 500ml can and it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think I've... Keep steadily know, rolling. Exactly. Yeah. I keep, I've, I've swigged this several times and re-poured and I've only just got the last bit out of the, mm. out of the can. Um, and we know that this is going to be the same right at the end as it was at the beginning as well. And the quality... Mm-hmm. And yeah. the flavour stays there all through the all through the can. If it doesn't, I'll tell you. But we could probably move on. Just talking about <laughs> different things as I sit back and enjoy this. Yeah. Um, Lucy, mm. why don't we start with you this week? I haven't really been playing anything, to be honest. Um, mm. Yeah, I had a really like prolific January where I played a lot of games. And I'd say yeah. that extended into first week of February maybe but yeah this mm-hmm. last week I haven't really played anything um, hmm. apart from I don't know uh, Sushi Time on the Nintendo Switch which okay. is just, <laughs> it's, it's basically um, if you're not into the very stressful systems heavy cooking simulation games <laughs> like maybe Cook Serve Delicious or even Cooking Mama yeah um, you play, uh, you, you dig through the Nintendo eShop for a while and um, despair, and then you're like, oh, but this cooking game is a hundred percent off, um, as opposed to the five ninety nine or something like that they would have charged. Uh, like, hang on, wait a minute. hundred percent off. Yeah, I think I, I think that it's like the Wild West in the eShop. I think what a lot of <laughs> publishers do that publish just like I don't want to call any games trash but like ostensibly trash um, just from like mobile and um, like clickers marketplaces. And, yeah, yeah. Sort of, yeah and it's a shame because some of them are okay and some but what they do is that they just put them on it like a 
really disgustingly high price, like ten ninety nine for something that's either free on mobile or it's like mm, you right. can get this for much cheaper, like one ninety nine on mobile. Um, I don't know what the reason or economics is behind that, but and then they just put them on sale for like ninety percent off to just just to intrigue people right. and like, wow, this is a saving. This is a bargain. Let me buy this, and it's it it just seems weird. But this published, I, th- I think they were called Bal Toro Games, and if you went to their website, I'm sure they've just got like a lot of weird eccentric like mobile developed platform games or something mm. like that and I just had this on my wish list because I love those mindless cooking games where it's like I have to tap two buttons and this this you know developers obviously hired a psychologist and just said oh let's just <laughs> get in all those yeah. good sounding dings and um, you know cash register stones when you make a sale and it's like really just low level mindless Clicker games, as you said, Ben. It's just mm. like, oh, I'll play this, and because it was hundred percent off, and it's like, yeah, you know, I speed ran that game over a weekend or something. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> nothing's really changed. You're unlocking new recipes, but it is just really just clicking the same three buttons over and over again, and then that's sushi time. And I think they have burger time, which I have my eye oh, on. Wow. That's not quite a hundred percent off. I think that's like seventy, but I'm not paying for that game. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I played. <laughs> I, guess that, I, I, I suppose as well, if you know, if Burger Time mm. is a just a palette swap. It's not Burger Time, sorry, because that's actually a good that's, game. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did I tell you that I played through the whole Super Burger Time like a few weeks ago? I was like <laughs> twice, like for, <laughs> like the whole, like the. Uh, it's not that long. It's like half an hour tops to get through that game. With obviously unlimited um, retries, yeah, and continues. I did all right though. I didn't need that many. But anyway, mm. uh, that's Burger Time. Uh, I think this is Burger Tycoon. So sorry. Don't wanna. Yeah. Do you? I mean, I know you do kind of delve into um, like lots of different games, and you're always on the lookout mm. for kind of um, different smaller experiences. Uh, do there you are play some many around. of these sorts of things. Oh, what like Burger Tycoon? Yeah. No. It's only when it's like, oh, every once in a while I get that itch. It's like, hmm, should I just dig around the app store and find a right. game that's like um, Hello Kitty's Beauty Salon? Um, <laughs> just because I need something absolutely mindless to play. It's just like, yeah, it was on the Switch eShop for, as I say, in my wish list for 100% off. And I was like, mm, let me demo this and try it. And then that's how that came about. Mm. But I still see it as a good use of my time. <laughs> Making sushi. Nice. Sounds good to me. Yeah, um, but other yeah, than that. No, there's a few. Mm, there'll be a few games that I can talk about next week. Or the. In a few weeks, I think most of the games that I'm looking to play will be under embargo until the end of February, start of March. So yeah, yeah. But I, I guess I'm. I started The Witcher. It's fine. I'll talk oh, more of it. Yes. it. It's like I'm what like maybe ten hours at most into it. So I don't think I can 
as comfort you know what who cares it's from 2015 everyone's got opinions yeah. about it at this point it's all right you know i i, I did <laughs> you, you did share earlier um mm. about the um the, the cross save from, mm. um, from GOG coming over to, to Switch. GOG and um, I think Windows? I don't know and, if it's on Steam. Yeah. Did you... Could, are you, are you play, where are you playing this? Uh, Xbox. Okay. Yeah. But um, I, I, th- I think that's really neat what they've done with Switch cross-save. I, yeah. think it, I think if it was... a, It should have been available at launch for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, I completely mm. agree. For a game that old, mm-hmm. uh, which people and, and a game that large, which you can find a lot of people would very easily put down and yeah, because, not think about kind of coming back to it for a mm. while to suddenly go, oh, this is on Switch. I game on there more than anywhere else. I started The Witcher. I'd really like to get back into it. Um, I'll pick it up on there. Absolutely, for them to jump back in, yeah, where they where they left off, and that might be a little bit difficult if they haven't played uh you know for the last four years yeah uh, to kind of pick back up where they where they left off but even with its um you know uh not awkward control scheme but just slightly slightly different kind of uh, uh control scheme and um systems and kind of trying to get your head back around it mm. shouldn't take a huge amount of time to kind of get back into it mm. but I, I completely agree that that, that as a as a feature um, for when they released on Switch, should have been there absolutely. Yeah, because um, I'll imagine mm, most of the people who bought The Witcher free on Switch were double dippers. So, mm. yeah. I imagine a lot of people owned and played, as you say, if not a portion, all of that game. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, at least it's there now. I didn't yeah. really read into it too much because I know Nintendo are weird. I don't know if it was one of those. Oh yeah, you can do it from PC to Switch, but then you can't do it back or not. So mm. I'm not sure if it's as robust a system as people would like. I'd have to look into that a bit more. But yeah, mm. yeah, it'd be nice if it, I could like. Um, I'm playing it on Xbox. I wonder if it's on. I don't think it's on. It's definitely on Game Pass. I'm not sure if it's on PC Game Pass. Because maybe then that would allow you to cross-save. But, but I just can't wait for the day where it's like, yeah, you, you own a game on whatever system. You own a PC? Cool, go go play it on there. You own a Switch? Cool, play it on there. PS4, Xbox, Ouya, go play it on there. But I mean, we're just not there yet, which is a shame. Yeah, I mean, even in the just on PC, um, <laughs> not... Like Steam Cloud Save has been around forever, so even just if you float it between two computers, it's theoretically possible. But it's still yeah. not on all, used by all the developers. And what I do is a really proper PC janky thing, which is I have Game Save Manager, mm. which syncs everything to my OneDrive. Oh, all okay. my PCs have access to my OneDrive. That's and I just, very so, useful. <laughs> Oh yeah, but the problem mm-hmm. is any game I've ever played, Game Save Manager keeps the save, and so now my OneDrive is just full of fucking saved games of games. I've never can't played. you just? Can't you keep a? Does it duplicate where you can just have one locally and one in the cloud, or? or they all the do- point is, it's in it's it's where it, so the way OneDrive works in Windows Ten, it just it's you can say sync this folder. Oh, so it's just in one folder and just does it so for everything. So all the PCs I own would have. Like even my Mac, when I boot into Windows, it automatically resyncs, and so all those things would drop down. You just delete them. 
Yeah, that's what I have to do. I'm just lazy. <laughs> to be fair, you haven't got a, 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 the same as 95% of the population. You haven't got anything else in your OneDrive, have you? No. No. I have a few things, but. Yeah. I have some shortcuts. It's very and useful. Stuff I know. It's like one yeah. of those tools where it's yeah. like, yeah, this is very useful. Or, or anything like that, Dropbox, but I just use OneDrive because it's like, yep. I use. I'm very much embedded in the PC ecosystem, and I mm. rejoice that because being stuck in that Apple one is like being in hell. It's like being in purgatory <laughs> most of the time. So uh, when this laptop finally dies, I'm gonna have to deal with being on Windows again. I think. Deal with? That's the wrong terminology. Embrace. I like having a terminal. I was there once, sir. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a good place to be. Well, the problem is mm. the flexibility of OS X is mostly now taken away because you can't do a bunch of things you used to. Mm. For the past few OS iterations, they've yeah. made it harder for you to be able to do whatever you want. Yeah, and it was never that of stuff. easy. Then, anyway, but yeah. yeah. Mm. PC problems. Mac problems. But yeah, The Witcher, it's, yeah. It's, it's a bit clunky. Not really there for the combat. And glad I can just put it on easy and not really focus on any of that. Mm, right. It's, it, I think it's a testament to the game that I'm putting up with it because it's very much not my kind of game, like at all, down to the setting and um, the style of game. It being an RPG because mm. I just find RPGs a lot of busy work. Um, I, any RPG uh, I've played, I've just thought, why couldn't this just be a linear adventure game? And I would have had mm. just as much, if not more, fun with it. But that's just me. I know a lot of people think yeah. that's blasphemy because RPGs are the holy ground. And I get it, but um, <sighs> not my style of game. But I, I'm there for the story and the writing, which are which both is excellent. Good. Yeah, they're, they're excellent. They're, you know top of the class but um so yeah i think it's a testament to how good those things are that i'm willing to put up with other things that i you know i've done that for many games like like red dead like uh, mm. wolfenstein the new order not no the old the new colossus old colossus the new colossus yeah yeah the second one in the rebooted series which mm -hmm. i didn't think played nearly as well um i think the level design was so muddy and just bad in the second game and yeah like Mafia 3 I was thinking about that it's like mm. that was just that combat and was just so rote and just repetitive but the story was fantastic so when the story is good enough I'm willing to put up with mm. just not great gameplay and I don't think Witcher has I think it's okay for me I think good for others but um, yeah I, I don't think it's top of the range by any that's fair yeah yeah I mean I mm. I, I, I am someone who absolutely loves The Witcher 3 mm. um, it was what was it number 2 in my games of the decade list mm, okay. um, and mm. I, I think you're right though in that you um, the same with like a lot of Bethesda games you kind of put up with some elements because yeah. others are you know outstanding uh, and with The Witcher the, the, the story the characters the world building 
a lot of that is mm. just phenomenal. Even things like um, like quest structures, the way they yeah, poke this, fun yeah. at sort of like rote systems um, and that sort of stuff. But yes, there are elements where the combat isn't isn't. It's not why I come to the game. I, I can see why people get enjoyment out of it. Um, it's it's just doesn't feel great for me. Yeah, it feels very much like a. I don't know if I, I don't know how much of this is a slight in my eyes. Um, like, it, it, comparative to like a Ubisoft game, how it plays. Like, mm. I really don't like how those games feel. I know a lot of people do. I just don't like how they feel. Like some of the newer ones and. Everything just feels too slow for what it wants to do mm. for me. But maybe I'll give it some more time, see if the combat starts to grow on me. Right now I'm just like, let me just fireball this stupid witch and hack it to death <laughs> very quickly. Yeah. So I see where this story's going, because I don't care. It's like, yes, um, you know, th- th- you have this really interesting you know quest line it's like okay now i have to fight six ghouls because of course because it's a video game mm-hmm. just, I, I just want to be the ultimate witcher snap my fingers and they all die so i don't have to do it it's like cool <laughs> thank you just do a blast them yeah. off the cliff <laughs> yeah. and they're gone rather than just knocking them back to one foot <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, i'm very much an edge case in this uh respect because yes people actually want to play a game as well as experience a story and stuff Mm. like that but yeah i mean no game is perfect i I can't think of a game even that i love and adore that i don't have massive criticism about but that's what you do when you really like a game you yeah criticize it so because you want it to be better you want potential sequel to be better so Mm yeah it's trash. Fair enough. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on mm. then from The Witcher 3. Um, I'm going to jump into um, something I wanted to talk about this week. So I don't think our discussion on it is going to be um, too long, but it's kind of something I think which is probably um, on people's minds, and a lot of people won't have heard of this. Um, but uh, all of us have got to play Dreams. Well, um, we tried. Yeah. <laughs> really tried. <laughs> I think I was asleep at that point, wasn't yes, I? Yes, um, People may hear more about my thoughts on, mm. um, on Dreams initially in our next episode, um, which is episode 200. You will, you will have probably seen, if you follow us on social media, that's we got together last weekend um, and um, did some recording for episode 200, toured around Bristol, uh, and I talked a little bit about dreams. But what I wanted to um, what I wanted to bring up today is um, I saw an article which referenced an interview with Mark Healy, who is one of the co-founders of Media Molecule, and the interview is with a website called VideoGamesChronicle.com, and I'd not heard of them before. Uh, but the interview was posted on the 15th of February. Um, and it's something I haven't seen sort of talked about very much. Um, but currently, all of um, all of Dreams and everything on there is free. So you buy the game and you get to experience everything that people have created. Mm-hmm. But as part of this interview, uh, the question was asked was, you've previously described rewarding users for their creations 
as an obvious ambition. Mm-hmm. Do you have any updates on whether users might be able to monetize their content or otherwise be rewarded for it? And he said, we're going through the motions at the moment of working out with Sony how we can do that. That's about as much as I know about it. Okay, yeah, sorry, it's an interview, so it is going to read as he was sort of chatting. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's about as much as I know about it, really, to be honest with you, because it involves talking to lawyers and things. I have a tendency to fall asleep as soon as I start talking to lawyers, but it's no lesser an ambition. Mm. One of the obvious things, I think, this is a slight update, if you like, one of the obvious things that I think we should do as a no-brainer is handpick some of the content that's brilliant and go through the motions of taking it out as a standalone product and putting it putting it on the PSN store. It would make a fantastic story, and seeing how the community has developed over such a short period of time, there's already stuff in there that's close to PSN worthy, I think. So at the very least, will happen, I'm sure. I'll make that happen. I. But yeah, the, the ultimate aim is for people to be able to monetize their stuff somehow, but it's a delicate balance. And, and he, he goes on oh, I was, later. I was thinking around a completely different route where I was... What you're saying makes sense, and I should have thought of it. I was like, license the tool out to other developers and make money that way. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, this seems like the very oh, good for the community kind of things. I was thinking bigger picture, cha-ching, license it, <laughs> like yeah. Unity or Unreal. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, they need to work out. They need to talk to those lawyers quite a lot because um. Someone puts up that Fallout game that we saw in a deal saw. It's yeah. like, um, well, <laughs> dreams and just Sony will be burnt to the ground. Oh, that so. thing was. That thing looked Fallouty. It looked Fallout. Yeah, yeah, it ran at like two frames per second. But yeah, it looked. Yeah, it was very Fallouty. Well, I guess. Well, to put it now, buggy your yeah, Fallout. Yeah, that maybe, sounds, maybe that they sounds were like being very true to the, the <laughs> Fallout pastiche. <laughs> yeah, it was a very accurate recreation and quite impressive but yeah they need to sort that out because I think it's great at the moment that it's just like a wild west where I can make Sonic the Hedgehog um, and Mario fanfic in like dreams or something like that but Mm -hmm. as a logistics point of view I imagine Sony are just like what are we gonna do? I can imagine like Media Molecule, you know, all the creators like, oh, this is great, look at this, and Sony are just tearing their hair out in the back <laughs> as the responsible yeah. parents are thinking, oh god, what have yeah, we done? What did probably. we let the kids do? Oh, yeah, they're painting I, I, all over I, the walls now. Didn't think this. Would I, I think, as he <laughs> says, it's a very, very difficult balance to kind of get. I mean, obviously, everything on there is is free at the moment for you to experience, but also mm. for you to use. So suddenly, to, to you, we also do you not get need into to buy the game. Well, sorry. So yeah, well, you need to buy the game to be able to play oh, those okay. games yeah. and to be able to create the, um, the whatever you can create with mm-hmm. it. Um, I just think individual that... content is not gated behind paywalls. Yes, yeah. yeah. There's going to be a very very grey area where someone may have made something that's then been used in an experience. And how is that person, you know, is, is every single creator uh, uh, benefiting from this monetization? How would that all be split? Mm-hmm. I can see why this is kind of what they're thinking. And I, and I, I don't think it is a bad idea. I think that, yes, I can absolutely see, you know, if you got a six hour experience that was really good, mm-hmm. 
and made very very well and as we took as you said at the start lucy of, of this bit seeing how they could you know farm it out to other developers and things that is that is this uh, you know but just on a much smaller kind of scale giving it to, to you know uh, access to people to be able to kind of do that uh, and anyone can utilize that and use it but it makes sense for this to kind of be a little bit of the evolution but yeah mm. I, I would i would worry that it would just get so gray that you've made this rock formation that has been used 40,000 oh, times yeah uh, but I'm sure it's going to be just kind of like things are with Unity right there, there'll be assets yeah. that you allow to be used for free yeah, yeah. or people buy them for a small charge and mm -hmm. if, the default license would probably be something like it's free for anyone to remix unless you choose not to and then when someone chooses to flick the monetization switch, there's like, hey, did you know some of the assets involved? You can't. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I, does it just become I mean, like an asset store? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, exactly. I don't think. This, but this would be my word. yeah, but that you couldn't have that on via Sony, like via PlayStation, because mm, yeah. yes, you could, as you said, like put up individual complete packages on like the store, the store and then they work out. Okay, here are the creators. Here are the assets. Yeah. divvy that up but in terms of oh your assets in dreams you know we're, we're paying individuals out of a complete marketplace within dreams yeah. which is within a play yeah. yeah i don't see that working i mean i think it's just make it like steam marketplace <laughs> do it like yeah. that get people I mean, selling I think there's really cool cards. things i think they should just sell more copies of dreams <laughs> like I kind of like that it's this weird place where mm. people fuck about, and the point is it's not going to go anywhere else. Because mm. as soon as yeah. you start thinking, oh, some of this stuff is worth selling, it's some of the stuff is worth us selling and getting a cut, cut but, out of. But, and then you're just instead of a really interesting place where people fuck about, but don't you where think money that's... isn't an object, just popularity? Is people are not going to try and make money off? Don't you think that's I so limited list though? Three dreams that, that get published this month. Like this seems like such a great creation suite from what people have said and everything like that, and coming from people like you know who actually make games, isn't it kind of sad if it just dies on the vine, like where it's just yeah, in absolutely. the PlayStation ecosystem? And yeah, it's like you know. Exclusives don't do as well as obviously multi-platform games and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird one. It's a uh, weird it, one. I think I think Media Molecule have complicated it by making such a good creation suite. It was just <sighs> like I'm sure there was this Microsoft one, which might have come out. Was it Project Spark or something? I'm sure they wanted to monetize that. We used to get like really? coins, like in-game coins. And there was like a marketplace with that or something like that. Oh, I think I do. Yeah, that and that died a quick and, yeah. death. So <laughs> it's like I wouldn't yeah. want to see that for dreams as well. Well, we, mm. we you kind of have to try and consider the other side, and I don't know whether it was uh, just because of who he is, but uh, Kojima mm. built Death Stranding on Decima, which was um, Guerrilla Games' engine. Mm -hmm that they had made for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And basically Sony, I, I don't know, they, they grabbed Kojima when they could and toured him around all the studios and said, look, whatever you want, you can have. Right. Make a game for us. And, just, and I don't know whether Decima and the other kind of engines that are made 
internally within these studios in Sony are available to be able to purchase. Uh, but does then does Dreams just kind of become that? It's a very specific, well, I mean, very uh, um, slightly simpler kind of tool to use as an engine to make things for people. Or, or as, as you say, Lucy, do they just keep it within their ecosystem mm. and only allow it to be a very limited kind of, uh, of element? Uh, people make a lot of stuff for free. That is how it happens. But actually, maybe six or 12 times a year or something, maybe once a month, one creation gets put up on PSN for mm-hmm. you know six quid or something like that. And they have worked out with everyone who has been involved in it some kind mm. of monetization yeah. behind it. I'd see that as being the only way of doing it or just having it as paid DLC and yeah um, mm. compensating those creators just so you know, yeah that's the only way I see that happening but yeah it was Project Spark and just going on the Wikipedia yeah. page I just like remember this and what an absolute dog's well, dinner so, I mean, they made of it but that was Project Microsoft Spark. in like the yeah, bad days Project Spark was <laughs> the assets and stuff were based on purchasing DLC packs mm. Yeah, that was weird. And, so and then they made it there free were to play of 50 after that. DSL packs. Um, I think I still have that. So basically, downloaded. the free mode was like the their shitty story, and then, mm. and then if you wanted to do other stuff, you had to start buying from them. And I, I think that's maybe where Media Molecule have looked as a yeah. you know as the basic business model and gone. We cannot do that. Let us you know we have created something or we've created several things within this. Uh, but we're also allowing everyone to just do everything for free, mm-hmm. straight off the bat, get people involved, get them invested, um, and then look to do something yeah. a little bit later. But they've got to get that right. They really have, because if they don't, it will just die. Yeah, yeah, but definitely it's not as ill-conceived as Project Spark by a mile, you know. Yeah. Man, it's been a long generation. Remember that, Microsoft? Oof, that couldn't yeah, get geez. anything right. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. What was Project Spark? Five or six years ago? Uh, it related to... Died seven years. 2016. Mm. Yeah, 2015 was when they were rolling out what kind of play model it would be. But yeah. Mm. So it's funny how things can change, eh? I mean, look at yeah, the Wii U. That was the thing. <laughs> this generation as well. Well, yeah. Well... Well, when you think yes, about it, this, oh, yes. you know, the Wii U was dying a very tragic death only in 2016, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. It has, it does feel like it's been a long generation, absolutely. It, has. it was, I mean, the, last, the one before was long, because that was, what, eight years? That was eight years. Yeah, this seven, is, eight, seven or eight years, yeah. It's been seven, year, seven years, so... Mm. It's a long time in gaming. A lot of things it happen. Is. Yeah, they mm. do. Should we open some more beers? Yeah. Yeah, please. Good. Right, Lucy. Mm. What are you having? Having another beer from Weird. As soon as I find it, there it is. Um, and it's called Mutiny on the Bunty. And it's a coconut mm. stout. 5.7%. Uh, let's have a look. With a luxurious grain bill, including oats, wheat, crystal, and all the dark, roasty goodness you would expect 
Hopped with Pearl and Sirachi Ace, which are, which always match amazingly well with Stouts and Coconut, for that matter. So another beer of Sirachi Ace, two mm. in a row. Um, then Lashings of they Coconut. They obviously brought a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what are we going to do with this? I will just put it in every <laughs> beer we brew for the next six months. Uh, okay, then Lashings of Toasted, Coconut, and a little vanilla. To add to that Moorish layer of complexity. This beer is not the sweet artificial coconut porter you often see. Good. But it's dark and more bitter. Distant cousin. So Nice. Trust you, Weird Beard. They always come do through. Um, so. Do Weird Beard still do a, a, a different skull on the front for every <laughs> beer? Sadly, I only find a few beers nowadays which actually have a print on them. Um, on the cap. Uh, yeah, certainly, but because they've gone to like just plain black bottle caps from a lot of their beers now. But yeah, th- mm, this guy on okay. the front of the bottle, he's uh, got like a pirate uh, mm. Davy Jones purple hat on. Yeah, very good. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> you crack that one, Adol. Looks like you've got a bottle in front of you as well. I do. It's a bottle you should recognize. Oh, oh yes. I've seen that before, right? Yeah, it's the bottle we picked up at the bottle shop that we didn't get to, uh, partly because someone was sleeping. <laughs> Not naming names. <laughs> but they were a very sleepy boy. What is it? What is it for those those people listening? Uh, it is the... It's an Abbey Ale. It's a St. Bernardist ABT-12. Uh, so it's a Belgian Trappist, and it says Belgian things, and yep. it is some strength. I'm assuming it's twelve percent, but I don't actually. Oh, it's ten percent. It's ten percent. Cool. Proper Trappist. Uh, wow, what happened there? <laughs> Take a picture of yeah, that. That looks. I think it's because I knocked it over earlier, about twenty <laughs> minutes ago. Look at how big those bubbles oh, are. For people listening. The, the, the head on like Lucy's beer is the whole glass yeah it's like honeycomb <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it's kind of amazing mm. I think it's because I dropped it earlier yeah fair enough I have to give it some some time uh, also uh, Adel mm. you're you're you coming through a lot louder and a lot clearer sat so close to the uh, microphone you're going to have to stay upright I'm afraid oh was I <laughs> when I was getting back are you quiet when you're back no, you're quiet. lounging it's no place for oh, slackers now. here. Right. No. No, that's better. That's <laughs> yeah. much better. Oh, uh, Lucy, you've rubbed off on me. What is <laughs> <this>? <laughs> well, we'll drink these in half an hour. It's going to be extra, yeah, half an hour. I don't think... I, well, let's see whether mine is like it. Uh, my beer is has <laughs> no label. It's a mystery beer. Lucy, you brought this mm. up from um, Burning Soul. Yes. It's actually just... Uh, Cola and a peppermint at the bottom of it, so yours will look like ours. But yes, Let's I uh, they were very gracious to give me uh, throwing a free bottle for me. So on my last visit, I mean, where I had a growler filled with mosaic um, Idaho IPA, and ooh. gosh, I tell you, it was very good. I was getting. Like flashbacks from Steady Rolling Man, I was just like, "This is this is a very good beer." They make some mm. really good beers over there. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would be nice. I think um, 
we visited them two years ago now. Yeah, we can go um, there this year. Certainly. Yeah, I think we should head over there this year again. Um, Mystery Bottle has come through as, I haven't quite smelt it yet, oh, wow. but it oh. is either a porter or a, or a stout. It might be the coconut porter. Which would put us in like perfect sync. Would, absolutely. <laughs> mm. ooh, ooh, it's poured a lot better. Yeah. There's no, there's no crazy uh, shaking up going on with this one. You know what? I would dive into like a jacuzzi with this. You know, just like <laughs> yeah, this froth. It's very good. Yeah, I mean, mine's the most disappointing because <laughs> yours has got this like thickness. Mine is just clearly mm. thickish. But... Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, it might need a, nice. a bit longer. <laughs> have you, have you managed to get your, get your? get any out of it yet Lucy or is it still no no any head head and head alright I shall drink mine then I shall go for a little bit a little swig of mine Um, it does have a very sweet nose on it it is um, it's it's so dark it is just pure black the head on it is a little whiter Um, there's a a brownness to it but it's a little lighter Mm. than you get on sort of on stouts Um, but yeah lovely sweet nose mmm yeah, that's absolutely like a coconut porter. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I think theirs is about like 7.1. I'll double check. Yeah. 7.1%. But it's very, very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of a, a little bit of viscosity to yeah, it. Too much. It, does, yeah. it has got a little bit of viscosity. Because that's what I like about that beer. Like, it's not as light as most other mm. porters. Um yeah, I don't know if that's like, you know, you're getting that sweetness contributes to that like kind of mouthfeel or... Yeah. I don't know if they put any like oats in it like this beer has or anything just mm. to thicken it up a bit. But yeah, mm. it, it, it balances that nice line between not being like a heavy imperial stout and not being a really light, like watery porter. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely got that... Uh, um, viscousness that I could imagine that there are oats or something like that in there mm. just to thicken it up. Um, that sweetness that that lasts quite well. There is that very very light element mm-hmm. um, on the back end of um, a few little roasted, slightly almost. I don't know whether again it's the sweetness, but slightly slightly burnt notes. So whether mm-hmm. it's you know that sweetness uh, combined with some more darker sort of roasted notes is kind of caramelizing or something like that a little bit it starts to feel a little bit kind of um uh, slightly bitter yeah uh, a little burnt towards the back end mm. um but that works quite well for it because that is super short that sweetness is is nice and long and then suddenly that kicks in and kind of fades away quite quickly yeah and the the sweetness comes back through in the aftertaste uh yeah it's seven percent and i think we're geniuses mm. ben and I planned this all along because um, <laughs> it, it says uh, that it does have Sriracha Ace in it. So, oh really? Like mine, okay. Yeah. I'm a genius. <laughs> Plan it all. Along. Some Sriracha Ace uh, circulating around the Black Country <laughs> at the moment. Um, yeah, everyone bought too much Sriracha Ace. <laughs> <laughs> There's They're like, some rep up there just yeah. rubbing his hands together in there. Just... Like, this contract is very cheap this year. <laughs> what a 600 kilograms of that. Right, it looks like you can get a little bit of that now, Lucy. Yeah. How's yours? 
just smelling it. It smells. You're definitely in Sriracha Ace on the smell. Just like mm. really light lemongrass, like grassy, slightly herbal smell to it. Mm. Herbal. Herbal. Herbal space program. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that'd be a good mashup for things, wouldn't it? <laughs> Weed in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit more like pigs in space, I think. <laughs> um, Taste-wise, it's it's quite subtle. It's quite light. I'm trying to see if I can get any of those like dark malts. Hmm. Wonder whether it's the mm. sriracha ace just mm. keeping things away from it, going yeah, more towards sure. those 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 darker sort of notes. Yeah, I think it's um. Yeah, I'm getting them slightly. Funnily enough, I think I was getting them more in the sour black IPA than I am here. Mm. Um, maybe because they wanted to go because, well, it says a coconut stout, so. I mean, it's a nice beer. It's yeah, it's more similar than I would have thought to the other beer at the same time because you are getting that hoppiness. You're not getting really much fruit. You are just getting really more that those herbs and like um, lemongrass mm. rather than any fruitiness. I mean, the other one did have Simcoe in it, so that's yeah. probably why. But um, yeah, I'm trying to discern the coconut. I'm gonna let it sit for a while. Maybe pour out what's. It's quite still a lot left in the bottle, so maybe get some of that yeast at the bottom. But um, mm. it's nice, don't get me wrong. But it's not getting picking up on that coconut as much, and I'm yeah. getting more and more. It, it's a very slow burn, like the last one. Like not everything shows itself immediately. A lot of sriracha ace on the aroma at the start of the taste, but then yeah, the lingering aftertaste is more. That, that ch- not really chocolate, but just yeah. There's mm. more stout-like qualities, but it's not too bitter. It's, it's slightly bitter, but it's not too bitter. But mm. yeah, I'm gonna see if I can Good. search around for that coconut a bit more. Nice. Uh, and Adol will come to you. How's the head on yours? That's yeah, good. That's gone down. Oh, that's yeah. super dark as well. Wait, this is a dark fucking beer. <laughs> like I guess if I don't know if you could tell, but if I put it right near the light, it could, you could start to see that it's brown, not black. Yes, but it is dark. Oh, it's got a lovely, sweet multi nose. Not too strong, but definitely there. Oh, that's a, that's a beer. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? You said ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of notice it right at the back end. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of an uh, alcoholic finish. But it's um, really smooth. Was it you Robert or Lucy who had a triple last week? It was... Um, One of you did. It was... <laughs> <laughs> what triple I'm glad. I'm glad none of us remember. Yeah. What tri- That's fine. I've we'll had a, I've had a triple recent. Up. I know. Mm. 
Yeah, let me look because it up. yeah, we looked it up, didn't we? We had to look it up to see what made it uh, what made it a triple because yeah. actually the percentage on it was quite low, I think, on the on the, the previous one. Oh, yeah, was it because they're they're was it was it the yonder one? Was that a triple? Oh yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, the yonder. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't even. It wasn't even that strong, was it? It wasn't like seven eight mm. percent. That's probably why mm. I don't yeah, remember right, it was yeah. a triple. I was thinking about that beer today, though. That's good beer. But, yeah, and it, I mean, it just made me think about it when when Adol said about noticing the mm. the ten percent on this. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Oh, it's got a lovely. It's a really well balanced beer with respect to like bitter and sweet. Hmm. It ends with a little bit of a dry mouthfeel. But that's also sort of when the bitter ends, so there's just a little bit of the alcoholic sweetness. Yeah. But it's actually, I thought it might have a longer finish. It doesn't seem to, although it's got a really robust, sort of caramelly toffee core with some, like, plummy, raisiny sort of fruit, heavy, heavier fruit notes mm. in the in the beginning. It's just so smooth. I mean, yeah, it's it's a fanta- it's a Trappist monk-made Belgian beer. Yeah, I mean, it, it it it'd be real good. Actually, <laughs> I kind of like that it um, doesn't have a long finish, but that's mostly because that means I get to have another sip sooner. Mm, mm, that's fair. Um, yeah, I'm actually. Like I, I'm thinking like something similar like the West Mall, their ten percent is a little more malty and has more length. This is actually, I mean, it's obviously still a very malty beer, but for, for it's this class of beer, it's actually quite reserved in that okay. sense. It's, it's um, it's exceedingly drinkable, mm. um, nice. while still while not being simple, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, I bought this from the Beer Emporium. Maybe. Very yeah. affable chap, Aaron, who yeah, posted us. Super Very knowledgeable. Nice. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I would live in there with all those beers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Just need a shut in. It's like. It's been so long since I've been there. I didn't realize that the bottle shop was pure Belgium. Mm. That had been for quite some time. All those lambics and doubles and triples. It's mm. great. Um, yep. But yeah, going back to my beer, um, now that everything's settled down, um, I am getting more of those dark malts and more of those stout-like uh, qualities, but texture-wise and mouthfeel-wise, it very much feels like an IPA, mm. which is strange, because it's like, yes, I'd <laughs> expect this from the first one, but maybe not a coconut <laughs> stout, but I think that's right. a lot in part due to just like... Yeah, it's very hoppy, and the Sriracha Ace is leaning over to that lighter side, but um, even though it's like, yeah, if I wanted something more coconut forward, I would very much go for Ben's beer from Burning Soul. Yeah, um, right. It's still great, you know? <laughs> it's like, they make just, weird beer just make so, such good beers. Yeah. Even if it, the experiment doesn't always follow through in what, in terms of what they're trying to do, or what they said on the bottle... Still tastes mm. good. It's never a disaster. So, yeah, that's good. Nice. Awesome. Mm. So we'll enjoy these. Um, I'll let Adam take his picture before I jump to him. 
What am I supposed to be doing? Some sort of topic? Whatever you want. Whatever you like. Uh, so, just so how I actually fucking, it's just so ingrained <laughs> in my brain from Mary oh, no. so many times. Like. Um, so, uh, I had a small thing, uh, news, and then just, um, update slash the woes of gaming and hardware. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's start with a small update, because it's more interesting. And if we talk enough about it, I could just be like, I built a PC, let's move on. Oh shit, I already said it, now we gotta move <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> I didn't even build it. I I put hard drive in things right. and figured out BIOS, because the rest was, do- was donated by Ben. This <laughs> old box. Uh, oh, by the way, um, do you need your this is totally off the rails now. Um, do you need your driver CD for your brother all-in-one multifunction? Because it was still in the CD-ROM oh, drive. It's probably been in that CD-ROM drive uh, for the last five years. No. <laughs> I, I kind of do figure. with that as you wish. Snap Use it as it a coaster. Yeah. Uh, hang yeah. it from your Actually, window. Have a Christmas tree. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I do the microwave trick. You ever do that when you were young? No, because no. I was microwave not crazy. A CD? Because you, you put it in for for uh, for a, a few seconds, and as as soon as the metal reacts with the microwaves, the you get a flash, and there's a really cool pattern on the CD. And as soon as that happens, you hit stop because otherwise the plastic. Yeah, trust off. me, I, I I was tempted, but I I was never ever gonna do that. So yeah. Oh, it is Google microwave CDs to see how like cool the patterns were, and think of like. Burnable CDs being different colors of blue, and being a teenager, and getting Again, all the fractal patterns. Thought it was well cool and considered it for a second, but it was just that split second because I was just like, "Yep, I'm not setting the house on fire." Microwaving soap is interesting. What happens then? I don't know if I ever did mm. that. Mm. It kind of uh, it grows. It almost kind of bubbles out, oh. and all the air just gets pulled out of it, oh. and it just kind of grows as this foamy, sponge-like, kind of crazy, katakumi-type, honeycomb Now I want to do this. Structure. What have you done? Makes your, makes your microwave stink. Didn't... <laughs> yeah, Didn't Absolutely people... stink for weeks. Did... Isn't that because there's, like, animal fat in, like, soap? Um... It probably, probably is. There's yeah. lots of whales in there. Mm. Uh, there's probably some dolphins some in there as well. And stuff like that, I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. What else did uh... people use to microwave back in the day? Did people used to microwave those Meals. alien babies? <laughs> Meals. <laughs> what? Those, those weird alien babies. Remember you used to... People, did things... people microwave those? I can't remember. I don't know what... It, it might have just been a... It might have just babies. been a UK thing. McCain's chips. Really? After school, it was always McCain's I've hot Oh, wings yeah, the ones that, that were in like the box. in a little box. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Pizza pops. Mm. Oh, yeah. Hot pockets. We didn't really have hot pockets. Um, I think everything was mm. very, uh, very based around chips in the UK <laughs> when we were kids. Yeah. Yeah, and fair. nuggets. Yeah. Um, when you say alien babies, uh, what the hell are you talking this about? This was the craze, Adil. I don't know if Ben, y- y- you were far too old. I never had them. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've done. The, I've done. 
<laughs> what an excellent way to insult me. Just googling alien they were like um, robbery. Um, to- they're a toy. Yeah. And they Why did you microwave them? I can't remember if people did. I don't know if it's that what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Um, I remember the little foam um, goo aliens that used to chuck him used to chuck him water, and they would expand. Goo aliens. Mm. Goo aliens. Okay. Goo aliens. Or alien birth pods. And they were meant to have babies. They were meant to like reproduce. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't work and take off. Jesus. It was all the craze one year is... in like 1996 uh, or something. Just like this, this small. This is gonna get us in some weird areas. Of yeah, 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 don't, don't, don't look at goo you see this, aliens. This on small internet? goo alien Christ. just shits out a bunch of tiny small goo aliens. <laughs> it was like... one of those where people thought, oh yeah, they get. Yeah, if you go to Amazon, um, alien birth pods. Yeah, I thought it was stupid, but people actually thought, yeah, they, they can procreate or something like that. Ah, so apparently it was just a massive rumor that they could have aliens. Oh, you're like Snopes or something. Does anyone remember Zoom Beanies? I'm really, sorry, I'm really going down this tangent. Google Zoom Beanies. Don't know if anyone... I remember Beanie Babies. Wait, what? I don't know. Zoom Beanies. It was a a educational PC game. Oh, and oh, I God. was there reminded were, there were alien baby birth pods that could give birth, but not all of them were. Right. Could give birth. There it's was like a Pokemon special, or something. A special version which was larger <laughs> called the birth process, and you basically. Did, that's what I'm saying. Open up Maybe I heard hole. that people microwave them to see if that would work. Right. Maybe that's, that's how they. That's how they reproduced. Yeah. yeah, under right. intense so, so what radiation. Zoom beanies. Z. Uh, double O M B I N I S. There were three games. This is Zumbinis. Zumbinis. I remember loving uh, the first game. Um, I've never heard of that. As I said, you. It's like you're from a different planet. Yeah. A planet full of aliens. Zumbinis. It was at school. Uh, some so kind of millennial I just, planet. I just remember playing. Uh, at school on the one computer that we had because my kids are so spoiled these days um i remember playing zoom beanies and enjoying that and um why was i gonna say dragon quest king i've never played a dragon quest (laughs) king's quest uh seven at school really hmm we got to play things like chips challenge I don't remember that. Pinball, you know that one. Oh, demo the, what, level the one pin- pinball, yeah, just yeah. on built into stuff. Windows. Yeah, yeah I I really like that game. I saw What's that it they really made it for Steam. Where you're the little, where you're the little turtle oh. on the BBC computers. Oh, was the uh, programming logo writer on the Apple IIe. Mm. Was that the programming the one that taught programming? Yeah. Yeah. Go to basic program. Yeah, Zoom Beanies. That apparently they they remade oh. it and it's on Steam. So as soon as that's on sale, I'm going to buy that because I yeah, need education. It was remade in October 2015. Mm. <laughs> it is only 6.99 mm. of your quidlets. Mm. But I'm waiting for that sale <laughs> to buy Zoom Beanies <laughs> you so I can learn like how to count. hundred percent off, don't you? Like? <laughs> <laughs> so I can learn the how to. Come to switch, um, be fine. 
Yeah. Wait a minute. Let's... There's also a um, three-pound version of it on the Amazon Android store. God damn it. The one reason to have an Android phone, and I've missed out now. Just throw my Apple yeah. iPhone in it's the It's a recreation of the classic award-winning 1990s puzzle game. It was good. Twelve challenges with four levels of increasing difficulty. Yeah, that game ah, yes. lasted. Um, so. I liked the really liked the pizza one, and the one where you had to like get them all across a bridge. Um, guess mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. Lucy? It's four ninety nine on the. <laughs> okay. So you can save two pounds by playing it on your phone. <laughs> Wonderful. Do you think my phone will run or it? Your though? iPad. My phone's very old. It's an iPad game. <laughs> my phone's from before anyway. twenty fifteen. Yeah. What was I? Oh, yeah, so this was all PC. Yeah, this was all me of not talking Your about CD the woes drive. of the PC. Yeah, you, see, you don't need the CD in the CD drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the thing that I was going to talk about instead of the PC, mm. before all of the derailments, <laughs> um, was that there's a rumor based on a LinkedIn posting of two game franchises becoming TV shows. Okay. Thanks to the, I assume the <laughs> trying to feign entrance. So, um, oh, it gets better mm. because these are Diablo. Oh yeah, and Overwatch wasn't it? And Overwatch. Oh really? Because I think Resident Evil Again, was meant to be coming to Netflix, but is that confirmed yes. at this point? Yeah, I believe I so. Yeah, I believe I believe yeah. Resident Evil is coming to Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you not want to play uh, the Diablo? Are there like Diablo characters? Has a bit of a plot, are there, yeah, are there like distinctive characters in Diablo? In the newer games, yes. Okay. Um, but nothing on the level of like Overwatch. Well, it's it, but it's sort of you're kind mm. of you 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 pick a class. You're not really you know you're not you're not going through that kind of classic. Um, like D and D style of character creation, where you pick a race, you pick a class that affects your Basically, yeah. you pick necromancer or barbarian, and it is just a set character okay. that you take through the world. I think that was Diablo three that that was uh, bought in for. Um, so they do have an element to that. Um, obviously, Diablo has a very kind of set storyline. Um, Overwatch, don't they already make little short yeah, things I, I for? Mean, Porn. I, I guess, I mean, the, the, the cinematics they have are basically, ah. this is the character. Well, they, they make... Did you say porn? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah that's all this I know about Overwatch, to Blizzard be honest. Make, I don't think Blizzard make it. Oh, like. no. <laughs> well, they might, you never know. There might be Moonlight in a few uh, <laughs> Just the subsidiary of, of Activision <laughs> Blizzard, look. I, I would love, I would form. love, like, for a Kotaku uh, scoop to be like, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Blizzard making the Overwatch. Oh yeah, it's like gorilla. Yeah, and it's like, and I mean mm, that because it's porn starring the gorilla character. <laughs> um, Is it called Winston? I, I wish I knew the I name. I think he's called Winston. Winston, yeah. yeah. So How do I know that? I have not watched the Overwatch porn. Because I have been no on interest too in, much, Lucy. Yeah, so. I, I just I have no interest in Overwatch in any medium. I um, 
I watched sadly. the intro of the cowboy character because friends of mine were really excited, and I was like, "That seems like a cool character. I'll watch this intro that everyone's talking about." And I was like, "Do they do this with everyone?" And apparently, yeah, basically. I think it's. Uh, so do you think they're just gonna sell? Like they're gonna take those those off of um, YouTube, and then you have to get Netflix to nah. watch them. That's just the. Uh... But like, I guess, I guess, what is the plan? I guess just that cinematic team works harder and has a vague plot. Um, uh, They'll probably I spin mean, it out to another studio, surely. They'll yeah, get people, I'd imagine. You know, neither of these are coming to the light of day for several years, mm-hmm. whilst oh, they yeah. work out actually what it is more than just a, a slight thought that they could be TV shows that they can actually do with yeah. it. Maybe that will uh, tie in with, like... Because Overwatch is... Yellow Ford, Overwatch Yeah, because at this point, Overwatch is, what, four years old? So... Yeah. You know, they're probably... Be. You know, I'm sure interest would have... Well, not died off completely, but, like, waned compared to, like, you know... Yeah, you've got to, yeah. Year, so. yeah. You've got to imagine that their player base has dwindled quite significantly. Hmm. Um, yeah, apparently they've not had a good year of what they've released and the, the balance issues that have come out. There's been a lot of people not happy. Apparently. Really? That's the last uh, I heard was just I I, I, I know I, I know someone who streams Overwatch mm. and was just like yeah, people don't do it anymore. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I guess fun. it makes sense that they're still supporting it. I just I think it's a testament to those characters that I even know that that stupid monkey's called Winston and that there's a hamster. Um, because it's like I know I I haven't played any Overwatch. I haven't paid attention to Overwatch at all since whenever it came out. Oh, don't lie! You got your new PC <laughs> just to play, play Overwatch. Like a real Absolutely. Game on yeah. on the PC. But I think that's you know like I couldn't tell you any of the Apex characters. No. I, I only because like I watched our good friend MC Fix the play it the other day. Apparently, they're all named after place names, like Mozambique and stuff. Oh, really? Well, not all of I them, think, he um, said, or something. I don't know. I, think I could be completely is a, wrong. is a shotgun. Oh, yeah, he said it was a weapon. Well, there you go. You see, I don't know anything about the Apex world. And I think they that's have... like the one thing I do know. He <laughs> yeah. said Mozambique is a shotgun. Yeah. But it's like they've tried to um, chase know... that very much. We're going to turn this into a universe, this whole extended yeah. media, of, yeah. and, you know have these characters be knowable and I don't think Fortnite has knowable characters because you customise them all I'm guessing yes no, I but then yeah. but something like Fortnite mm. they sell toys of yeah I saw toy yes, and I was true. like who is this I, I so I guess it's it's kind of the is this based on ninjas uh, likeness outfit, I don't know outfit sets or I don't know again I, having not played it I don't know what you can customise in that so Gets at things, but yeah, like outfit sets or maybe in-world characters. You know, mm. the fucking flying bus driver. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Isn't but that the magical school bus? Didn't that? Fly? That is, yeah, that is <laughs> um, oh, you know what? The magic school bus is getting rebooted. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a new but, one on. I mean, it might be maybe several years off now. Sorry, when I when I say rebooted, I mean it's technically just a new series because. The there is a new teacher who is the niece of the old teacher, oh. but also a 
very intelligent redhead who's kind of wacky. So it's canon then. They've they've canonically yeah. tied it into the not, original. So it's not a reboot, yeah. I guess. Well, yeah. Who's her dad? This is the uh, questions that we need to be asking. I, I don't know. Doctor Emmett Brown. Mm. Marty. Um, so. <laughs> Diablo and Overwatch. Speaking of really flying good. vehicles, I watched <laughs> Back to the really Future uh, the other day. Yeah, I love that film. It's very good. It's good. Yeah. Um, um, I, I can see them. I can absolutely see them pulling this to TV shows. Diablo and Overwatch, both of them. I don't. Maybe it's just because I haven't played Diablo in a long time and never played Overwatch. But all I know about these games is they're not narrative driven. I thought Overwatch was kind of is because of that whole I mean, rolled out thing, but I don't, I don't know. Is it just yeah, is it just, season? Stuff. Is it just those introductory cutscenes? I know they have like yeah, wider uh, lore about about them, yeah. but I don't know how that's rolled out. But that seems that seems kind of um, like a good sense. selling point because you can take you can do what you want with it. Then right, you can you know Di- Diablo Diablo does have a narrative in terms of um, you know hell coming to earth and then going to different places and it's centering around a town and, and all of these sorts of things so there are narratives in in those games um you know something like diablo 3 was kind of derided for a lot of its like loot systems and the marketplaces they brought in and those mm-hmm. sorts of stuff but they were kind of diablo was yes it's like a dungeon looter game but it does have a, a narrative maybe not quite as in-depth as other of those isometric mm. kind of RPGs like Baldur's Gate and stuff like that, but there is something in there as well for people to kind of like follow through. Mm. So there is a there's absolutely an established world uh, for kind of stories to be explored, I guess. Mm. And I mean, they're going to need some fantastic writers to actually make this successful yeah ever the uh, businesswoman i'm just thinking how many more people are they going to pull into that franchise mm. making a tv show which is especially if it's animated very yeah cost heavy i imagine they might just be like no we're just going to do cg at this point it'd be weird for overwatch in yeah, that sense probably. but no yeah. oh, i mean i'm yeah. but it's like how... for overwatch to yeah exactly but it's mm. like how that's expensive and that's many years, as you say, down the line, probably. If this is just, you know, rumours at this point. Like, how, how many more people are you going to bring in rather than, as you say, just release, like, a two-minute short on YouTube, which probably captivates the audience that you want, which is young players who don't have Netflix, because that's probably mm-hmm. more an older demographic. And they're going to monetize that shit on YouTube anyway, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah. Grabbing all those teens and who watch YouTube and be like, you like that m- monkey and hamster. I mean, it's you imagine it's more than likely going to like premiere on Twitch or something like that as mm. well. Like rather than keep it away from those bigger, uh, um, you know, digital releasing kind of like studios like Netflix has become and stuff, or even like CBS, uh, is it Access or whatever that kind Not of digital access. side that they they have to it and stuff like that. Rather than dealing with them, yeah, absolutely. Deal with the things that you know. Go with Twitch. Go with YouTube. Well, the Monetize it on those sites. I think they, the idea is that they're trying to develop new areas. Uh, um, is it to keep people in that? Yeah, like yeah. Keep pilots, people in right? who are already there. Keep that in that ecosystem rather than entice 
new people. Mm. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. Show. I think it's like grow, grow the, grow the brand to have people interact with it when they're not playing the game. Yeah, and think, oh crap, I Get need to play more people in the game. Yeah. yeah, probably. But also, then Activision Blizzard gets to say, look, we or we to their um, shareholders, look, we've branched out to new mm-hmm. markets using our very valuable IP. Look how valuable it is. It's not just video game IP, it's also T V yeah. IP. So think of all the other IP we have. Yep. Now our share goes. Oh on. man, you I would be like in this new episode, um Tracer's gonna wear this weird new skin and it's like it's in the game the same day. Yes. Oh Chaos absolutely. T- yeah. oh, I, yeah. I I wish I was what's his I mean, name? It's... Bobby Kotick or who's 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 CEO yeah, of Activision just yeah, lining his pockets. Yeah. I yeah. wish I was in. I'd be like chiching, just dollar signs in my eyeballs. But you, you've got to think they've looked a little bit at the success of uh, like Castlevania on Netflix as well. Mm. Um, didn't seem, you know, uh, it isn't. It, it's not really one that was kind of like for me. But <laughs> yeah, and there's no Castlevania uh, watched, out there anyway. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. There's no Castlevania in terms of anything to capitalize yeah. on or to kind of build on it. Castlevania seems like an old thing to to push, but. I enjoyed it. They they released else. the series last year. They're super quick into releasing a third series this year. Yeah, it's coming out um, soon. That, that is doing well enough for them to keep doing it and to keep licensing the name and mm. continuing to produce this, this anime show. I, en- um, I actually enjoyed just, it. Which is, uh, yeah. yeah? Mm. It, it, for what it was, it's like I watched them all back to back in quick succession. Wasn't really mm. that much of a time sink, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, when Bloody Tears or whatever the name of that track is starts playing, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Dracula, Alucard." Yeah, it turns out when people actually like a IP, they'll watch or play any part they of watch it. Any shit. Most of the, yeah, yeah. For the most <laughs> part. <laughs> No. I'm not going to buy that yeah. new Contra game, but you know, they, they, I'd, yeah. I'd watch a Contra <laughs> film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dolph Lundgren. I mean, it already re- it already exists, doesn't it? Like Commando is just fucking Contra. But, um, oh no, it wasn't Commando. It was a Razor. I watched the other day. So good. And he punches a crocodile. No, he does. Does he punch a crocodile? Or does he just shoot it? And he says, "Your baggage." <laughs> 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 oh, we need so more good. films. And we need more <laughs> stuff like that. We're not going to get that from these. We're going to get that from Diablo and Overwatch. There's no way these are going to be as kind of like as corny. Um, corny, because that sort of stuff. That's uh, high well, brow cinema. Might be corny. That's Cannes <laughs> Film Festival <laughs> material. <laughs> Um, I think we've. I think this is something we've talked about before. Like, uh, you know, shows that we're, or games that we want to see, like as as TV shows. Uh, I don't think Overwatch or Diablo would have ever come into my mind as as two. Well, things. that's sort of why I wanted to bring it up because it's just Diablo is kind of the point is that it's not a real you know like there's not the universe isn't that special. Yeah, hmm. and Overwatch seems like a very specific phenomenon that has a lot of characterization but not a lot of narrative but maybe I'm wrong with that because I don't know what they do with their seasons mm. and their progression no idea either 
It's smart though. I think you know this whole expanded universe and different across. What do they call it? Cross media franchise? I can't remember. Just cross media stuff. Yeah, it makes so much sense these days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always been happening. It's like how many terrible licensed video games did we get in the past? There. Yeah, it's always absolutely. been yeah. a thing. And it's just doing not terrible licensed TV yeah. shows. It's just it's just doing it in the opposite direction these days. So. Yeah. Game to yeah. film and rather than vice versa. And it's uh, again, you do always hear rumors about um, various games becoming TV shows, and, and you know, even just requests on Twitter that suddenly turn into news articles where someone says, "Oh, it'd be great if we had a God of War." TV show and like Corey Barlock mm. retweets it and everyone goes, "Oh my god, this is going to be a God of War TV show." Yeah, and then, you know, I do not think that would be a good idea. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't care about games in other media at mm. all because games are very specific kind of interactions. Yeah, absolutely. Me, so. Yeah, they're very unique in the way that they mm. tell a story. Uh, and, and, you know, it can be you know, which is different to a novel, which is different to. Uh, a movie which is mm. different to a TV show you experience it in a very Absolutely. different kind of way yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. people love seeing their favourite characters in different mediums so I'm the outlier yeah, yeah. here people still went to Star Wars Episode 9 right? yeah tons of people saw that stupid Sonic movie so apparently 70 million oh, opening weekend like, one of them. what you saw it <laughs> No, I said I want. I kind oh, of want. I was like, how have you come on this podcast and you've seen it and you haven't even spoken about it? Was... Uh, yeah, and that wasn't yeah. my topic. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> mm. uh, let's finish there this mm. week. Before we get into that. Everyone's drunk some beers this week. Lucy, mm. uh, we start with you. Yeah, my favourite is from the... Probably just the bizarreness and absurdity of it all is the oh, here we go the knight in sour armor mm, it also the has the one. best yeah the mm. first one it also has the best name um yeah it, it it took you on a roller coaster and all those different disparate flavors that are somehow all come together and just make it one good tasting beer mm. um despite mm. how crazy it is yeah, the um, the mutiny on the Bunty, the coconut stout, was a very good beer. Anyway, it mm. wouldn't really, I wouldn't really class it as a traditional stout or even something that has a lot of coconut in it. Um, even as I kept sipping on it, not really getting that coconut. Um, coconut is like. It's obviously not the most overpowering of flavours, but when I have something to compare it to, especially now, just thinking of the Burning Soul one since you've had it, um, mm. I'd much rather that for something that has coconut in it. Yeah. So yeah, it's the Knight in Sour Armour that wins it today, but yeah, both both good tasting nice. and easy drinking beers overall. Yeah. A good experiment, as we uh, mm. said at the end, a more experimental sort of beer, but something that's uh, you know is solid, has landed yeah. really well. Yeah. Oh, I just want to say that I had mm. a yonder beer today. Um, I think it was Ooh. called As the Crow Flies, which is a saison, very sour, mm-hmm. but fully recommend because yonder are doing cracking beers and yeah. 
a mango lassie beer from Ooh. Northern Monk. They used to yeah. do just do a pale ale of it. Now they're doing a double. Yes. Go find that beer because you'll drink so much of it and not even realise <laughs> because it's very, very light. And another one that I had was Burnt Mill, which was a Creek IPA, which was Ooh. weird. It was like a salty, it was salty IPA, which was a bit weird, which I didn't really... It's very odd. Mm, yeah. It wasn't the best, but yeah. Those are, that, right. those are some other beers I had today. Yeah, nice. I'm an alcoholic. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm Welcome fine. back. <laughs> I'd like to be one, you? but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I really like both my beers. They're very different. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, so... My choice has to be the Belgian one. No one's going to yeah. be surprised. It's just, it's, one of, it's just a fantastic beer. Uh, I noticed one thing. Um, it was actually a bit of a... I said there was no citrus, but it's not true. There's a bit of a liminess that, that comes in. Mm-hmm. A, so like a, a, a slight sort of um, tarty citrusness that comes in with the fruity part. Um, but I think if you can track down this Utopian Yeasty Boys craft hoppy lager it is very interesting and very refreshing and again like just a, so like when Lucy was saying on the weirdness like having to like go with this interesting thing it was kind of like yeah if there was wasn't just a really solid well balanced Trappist beer in front of it I think I would have tried to default to mm-hmm. this one just cause it's it's actually quite well balanced it's clearly a lager it does the lagery things, and then you get this really interesting copy finish, but still doesn't leave you... The finish is still sort of crisp and short, so it's not like it's... So if you like lagers, you're still going to... And the way they sort of sit with you, you're still going to like this, but you just have this extra taste journey that is sort of part of it, but very unique in a way that sort of had gave me some dissonance because I just had never mm. had such a hoppy lager before. So they're both really good beers, but... but uh, the St. Bernardus ABT 12 wins on basically being <laughs> yeah. yeah it's hard to beat mm. yeah. yeah I'll, I'll look out for Utopian in the future mm. yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm, so this has made me excited to see what else Utopian's yeah. done I mean I like Yeasty Boys yeah they're good yeah, um, yeah. nice um, I'm gonna go for the Burning Soul this week uh, over the day uh, Steady Rolling Mountains obviously Steady Rolling Mountains is a solid bit it's so so good um, I think it's it, had its plaudits enough for, to not win has. this week yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but the the Burning Soul um, was a very very pleasant beer and it gave me a, a lot of flavour and did it really well so you got a lot of that coconut and it did allow a few of those kind of more multi notes to to come in and just affect it enough you're like oh this is just the, the the flavor has changed very slightly during my experience of this and then allow that long sweet coconutty kind of tail towards the end um but you can see that they've tried to do something where you're getting this big impactful kind of forward sweet coconut kind of flavor that then leads to something else 
but then just reminds you, hey, this is what we were trying to do with this. We'll leave you with this as well. This can last for a long time. Um, and it's it's very easy as well. I'm not the biggest fan of, of coconut um, flavorings. I, I do enjoy it in beers. I enjoy it in a few other things, but I mean, I'm not the kind of, uh, I'm not going to just go out and eat coconut. But <laughs> I like coconut. It works. It works very well in this in this way. Yeah. We've balanced it so it works, and um, I'm very. Uh, I, I think as well, being like a surprise beer and not having any <laughs> kind of information on it, I think that's um, that's helped it this week with me being very pleasantly surprised. Mm, yeah. With what I got, um, and enjoying it throughout as well. Both beers, the the Dea and the Burning Soul, mm-hmm. uh, they retained the same level of flavour throughout. Yeah. So neither of them kind of faded at all. Neither of them became rote. I didn't get accustomed to it too much, yeah. and think towards the end of the beer, like mm, I could have done with you know a much smaller serving of this. Uh, maybe says a little bit more for the day of being in a five hundred versus the burning soul in a, yeah. a three thirty. But um, I'd have I'd have very happily had another of the um, of the coconuts. Um, was it a uh, coconut porter? porter? Yeah. Yeah. I- I, when I was saying that it would probably be impossible for us to pick out which beer it was, yeah, I did have in the back of my mind. However, if it is that coconut porter, <laughs> I know that one. It is, but it's, it's part of like they brew that all year round, mm. and it works as an all year round beer. It's like I, yeah. I I've had that in summer. I've had that in winter. It, it works. It's just a versatile beer, really. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I can. I could definitely see myself um, towards the end of an evening. The sun is just going down. Mm-hmm. I've had a few beers during the day. You get to Burning Soul and you have a coconut porter, and it would fit very, very well. Yeah. Mm. So we'll go there Good. this year. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So, listeners, next week is episode two hundred. You mm. will hear something. <laughs> That we just made. static recorded on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we just so, did like modem just a whole episode. At least first five minutes. Uh, so that is coming to you. Uh, that is coming to you next week. Lucy's visit to uh, to Bristol and our uh, attempt at recording an episode. Uh, if you want to get hold of us and talk to us uh, about the beers we drank, the games we've been playing. Uh, or your views on computer game TV shows and whether Diablo and Overwatch were a stupid idea, you can do so in lots of different ways at TanksUpCast on Twitter, over on Instagram as well. I'm at Nova underscore 47. You can hit me up on Twitter and see some of the things that I've been playing in Dreams. Did a little video which is up on Out of Lives dot uh, net as right, well, yeah. uh, or over on, on our YouTube. YouTube yes, uh, and you can do that. Adol is at the OmniArc. And you can chat to him about his PhD corrections. He doesn't care <laughs> what your thoughts are on those, but you can talk they're, to him they, about them. They are done. <laughs> Hooray! If you, have, if you have questions about the nature of logic, though, by all means ask. I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> How much time? And if you, uh, if you if, want to yeah, get... If our conversation goes well, I will leave you with more questions. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get involved in those questions on that Twitter exchange uh, between Adel and Lucy, he is at the Omnia. Lucy is at Juicy Luce. Nine. She's also the only active tank, untanked up, untapped human. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting back into it. So, because I 
forgot what I drank last week, so this is why I need to note things down. And <laughs> untapped is probably the best and most streamlined way for me. Yes, that's fair, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, go to outoflives.net, listen to the other podcasts, which is this next act. Uh, our back episodes as well. Obviously, go back and listen to what we were doing a hundred episodes ago on episode a hundred. Oh you could have been no. talking about. I don't even remember. Uh, no, I, I've got no idea what we were doing. Now, you were talking about the Witcher. You do that, yeah. Witcher, Witcher three. More than likely, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> uh, go to YouTube and look at my video on dreams. You'll see our beautiful faces, mm, which come to you uh, every week. But for another week, we have been tanked up. Bye bye. Enjoy your weekend. Switching it up there. Mm. It was the top games of 2017. Oh, it was episode one. Well, yeah. to Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, Hellblade. Anyway. Was uh, Hellblade yeah, 2017? Yeah. I'm supposed to have said ciao, and instead mm-hmm. I said. Um, <laughs> Little Nightmares was I. Instead I just brought stuff up. Say ciao now. might have been that, yeah. Before I just keep listening yeah. from 2017, just say chat. Oh, and uh, and and Nico had sent um, some some cans. I'm over. going to the toilet, so you got oh. you've got you've got yeah, to yeah, end yeah, this. We're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're done. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> www.outoflives.net. <laughs>